Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. Join Dr. Frank Anderson and Lisa Berry in exploring new ways to live in this chaotic world and find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast, the conversation about finding peace and love and joy in the most unlikely places. I'm Lisa and Frank is here. Hey, Frank, what's new in your world? Well, Lisa, we are discovering all kinds of new tools and ways to l find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. And there are a couple of cool new things I've found. Uh, you know, this year, I told you that Burning Man was was virtual this year. <clears throat> and they did it through the Oculus, through Oculus Quest, you know, so you could do this virtual Burning Man experience. Well, it turns out they have a meditation group, a virtual meditation group. It's called Evolve VR. Oh, nice. I really enjoyed sitting with them. And then also, because of the COVID epidemic, you know, we had a group, a meditation group here in Ann Arbor. It used to be called Ann Arbor Open Meditation, and we had some other towns around that we all went by the same format. Well, we merged, and now we're called Open Mindfulness Meditation. And I was just thinking that our listeners could join us anytime they want. And um, I usually lead the meditation on the second Thursday of each month from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And I know, Lisa, that's where you and I met. Great. So if, you know, people were interested, they could go to openmindfulnessmeditation.org and get on our mailing list and you'll get the Zoom link. And you could join us for meditation some Thursday night. I know I, we used to go in person before the pandemic and, you know, I'm big on energy and being together with a group meditating at the same time. It's kind of like how I feel about prayer. You know, it's that energy of everybody shooting for the same space and being the same peaceful place. And I miss that. But now you're doing it on Zoom and we can still participate. Right. I would love to meet listeners there. So you'd be welcome to join us anytime. All right. Well, that well, we could put the link and mention it when we post the this podcast as well. Oh, that's a good idea. And you'll could find me uh, in the Evolve VR as well in some virtual reality. It's so cool because they have these different spaces that you meditate in, and the one on Tuesday night is like in space, and you Ooh. watch the Earth turn nice. you know, in three D and really uh, great meditation teachers, and it's very appropriate for beginners and for intermediate or wh whoever just wants to meditate with a group but you meditate with your avatar <laughs> so yeah. you know it's but you can talk to people afterwards too yeah ah. it's, it's, it's just in this spirit of let us not be victimized or caged in by the current pandemic situation that we're living in you've got a lot, a lot of division in the country and, you know, I'm noticing some lack of kindness in the conversation. You, what? No, you are? <laughs> A lack of kindness. Uh -huh. And I thought, you know, at least, at least for our listeners, we can talk about kindness and, and where that comes from and what that looks like and how in the world could you be kind to someone who you disagree with even, you know? Mm. So exploring kindness in the context of exploring awareness, because 
a lot of times we hear these rules, be kind, and uh, we'd all like to be kind, but we also find it difficult sometimes to be kind. And sometimes we end up uh, reacting as opposed to responding. And so I thought we could explore kindness as a response to whatever happens. Ah, kindness as a response to whatever happens. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Thank you for that. First, I think people might interpret kindness as a weakness. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, yeah I think so. It's like the nice guy finishing last. Yeah, yeah. So what can we do to make kindness cool? You well, know, why do you think we... that's the case? Why do you think that the nice guy finishes last? I don't think that. I like nice guys. So why do you think it happens? What where, where does it come? Where, where does that come from? I don't know, but it's like, does it matter? Well, I do think it matters because I think that the context, you know, of life is important. And so, what happens if you're like in a super competitive environment where the loudest person wins? And, you know, sometimes I feel like we're in that environment right now. Who can squawk the loudest? And sometimes that does make the nice guy at least seem like they finish last because the squawkers and the, 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 the loudest and most aggressive people get what they want. I'm at the point in my life that I have found the only way I can handle situations like that is to remove myself from the situation. And I always say... I'm not a competitive person unless I'm running a marathon or I'm in the Olympics. I don't feel like I'm competing with somebody else. And I also think that, and I've actually done public speaking about this, about women supporting other women. I think there's like a natural inclination that women compete against each other. I don't know. Maybe this is my Pollyanna approach, but I think if we just were kind and supported each other, the world would be a much better place. So I don't know. The nice guy finishes last. And what I meant by does it matter? It's like, unless you're running a race or you're in the Olympics or running for president, maybe. I don't know. When does you put the value on whether that matters or not? Well, and you put the matter on what does it mean to finish last or not? Hmm. Because finishing last for one person may not be the same as finishing last for another. I mean, I am a nice guy as well. Uh, but I'm not a pushover. It's really knowing your core, knowing your internal uh, self, knowing what your principles are and forging ahead with that no matter what. There's a nice story that I was told by someone. Well, a nice saying is like the people that are walking this path toward, you know, connecting to their core and uh, authenticity are walking together on a path and uh, we're working with each other and we're not on the sidelines, you know, throwing stones at the people on the path. You know, that does kind of get to this sense of, of, of kindness as part of a, a core element that really pushes us forward on the path no matter who's throwing stones at us, 
no matter what other people might be saying, because our path is toward something that's true and authentic. Whereas if you don't get the deal because you're a nice guy, that doesn't really mean much in the big picture of things. Are you saying we need to be authentic in our kindness? Yeah, yeah that's right. That's that's. I think that being authentic in the kindness is very, very strong and actually will have an impact on people. So where does it come from? Where does kindness come from? That's a great question. Where do you think it comes from? Hmm. I don't know. Are you raised? Isn't it the golden rule to do unto others as you would have others yeah. do unto you? To me, that means kindness. I think it's how you're raised. If it's emphasized when you're growing up that you know, kindness matters. You hear that phrase a lot. I love that phrase. Kindness matters. So it's what you put value on. And I don't, I don't think some people think about kindness necessarily. Yeah, you know, it's like, you know, be nice to your sister <laughs> or, or else you're going to get in trouble. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so, you know, you be nice to people mm. and you, but, uh, you know, is it, is it well examined for yourself, you and myself and listeners, is this kindness, is the, is the niceness, is it really authentic or is it fake? Are you really being kind to someone because you feel it or are you being kind because you have to be i like the feeling of being kind yeah. i think i have been through so much in my life and i know how difficult and challenging life can be so if i can offer a bit of kindness to somebody if i can cheer them up if i can say something thoughtful I like how it makes me feel and I like how I hope it makes them feel. And then I'm thinking that's a positive, positive win-win situation. Right. Right. And there's lots of, of kind things that we can do that kind of come naturally. Like what? Well, I mean, you know, uh, being generous with people, uh, giving them space, uh, letting them be who they are. Hmm. But remember our podcast is called Exploring Awareness. And I think we can look a little bit deeper into this idea of kindness, you know, to see if it's something that uh, we're like, have to do that we're trained to do, and it feels good to do. Or maybe it doesn't feel good to do if you actually are being kind, and you don't want to. But what about if kindness was part of us, part of us already that gets covered up by lots of other things. Hmm. No, what, what, what if kindness was an innate quality that we have? Now, we've talked in this podcast a lot about this idea, uh, the, this guide of, of becoming aware. And we always talk about, you know, starting with becoming aware of the breath, becoming aware of the body, becoming aware of emotions, becoming aware of thoughts, and resting as awareness. And in that awareness place where we're 
we're simply letting everything be as it is, then there is a non-thinking sense of kind of of a of of peace, right? Just a, a peace, like wow, I can just be aware of these things and not buy into them. You know, there's a, a peace, or we've also used the word equanimity for that. We've used the word joy because it's like, ah, you know, how joyful it is not to be, you know, burdened by all of these ideas and things that come at me all the time. And we've also used the word love, but there's another word for that called loving kindness. Loving kindness. And, uh, you know, in the Buddhist's language, they use the word metta, M-E-T-T-A, metta, as a sense within us all of loving kindness. So see, that's coming not from the brain, not from training, not from social norms, but it's coming from a place that we access when we start exploring awareness. We've called that place our core. We've called that place our authentic self. You know, we've even called that place for people from a Christian tradition, like the Christ nature. Or from the Buddhist perspective, they might call it Buddha nature. Kind of an awake, alert place of awareness that's not affected by the daily chaos of life. And that's that's what I'm getting at with this felt sense of loving kindness that, that is emanates from you, from your core, not from your brain. So you're saying it's there already. It's there for us to tap into. It is. It's there for mm. us to tap into. Really? <laughs> that's... Is it like joy? We say the joy is always there. We just cover it up. Is that the same thing for? Yeah, guys? yeah, exactly. Because this, um, for lack of a better word, place or sense of, of connection, right? The, which is a felt sense. Then as humans, we try to put words to it. And so there are all kinds of words we can use. And joy is one, and peace is one, and equanimity is one, and wisdom is one, and generosity is one, and loving kindness is one. So it's all different words used to describe that same place of inner core interconnectedness. Because it's not conditioned, it's we all have that within us. So to me, that sounds ideal. I mean, it sounds heavenly. So what the heck happens that we become disconnected from all that? Right. Well, because we start buying into all the things that we learn 
Mm. We start buying into all the things that we're told. And, mm. you know, we are seeing examples of that now, people being told things, and, and, and it turns into a, a belief, and a belief that, you know, is part of the neural activity of your brain, but may not represent or it might be in conflict with these core values that we're talking about that that from from my own personal experience exists within me already without having to being told or not does that mean we're thinking things versus feeling them as we move through life well i think that there's uh, a choice our culture and our upbringing and our kind of context is seems to be based around thinking doesn't it yeah it's like we think therefore we are mm. <laughs> and, right. uh, and that's actually not true <laughs> we think and therefore we are would kind of reduce ourselves just to the neural activity of the brain. Mm. And a lot of people may think that's true, but because we're exploring awareness, we're becoming aware of the thoughts. And it's in the awareness of the thoughts that we become free of them. And so we transform these thoughts into awareness okay we have to go over that a second in the awareness of the thoughts we become free of them can right. we talk about that for a minute what does that mean well or what does that look like so i'm gonna i'm gonna use a word and then i'm gonna pull back on it if your brain is creating thoughts and stories and and all kinds of negative feelings or fantasies or whatever. So, so your brain is doing that, right? A lot of people just do that. Now, here we're talking about knowing that you do that. And actually, people say that a lot, right? They say, well, I know I was mm -hmm. going off. Saying that I know is the part of you that says that is the awareness. Now, I think I've told this story before. Eckhart Tolle, who wrote The Power of Now, was experiencing a lot of depression. And he was really miserable, very miserable. And he had this thought in his brain that says... I just can't live with myself anymore. Well, <laughs> now who said that? Hmm. What, what said that? There was a sense of awareness. This I can't live with myself. <laughs> he said, are there two of me? Hmm. You know, he tried to think it. And then, boom, he woke up to his sense of awareness. 
and he was freed of all of those thoughts that were making him miserable. It was like a transformation. The awareness, once he identified as awareness, all that stuff that was making him miserable was transformed into joy. And like he spent like two years in bliss, according to him. I'm trying to picture what that, what that looks like or what, I mean, he identified as awareness and he lived in joy at, yeah because you can't think of it it's a very very experiential now i've just come across this really great book by uh, a person named Locke kelly and it's called the way of effortless mindfulness Mm. and you know we've talked before about mindfulness as being something on your to-do list something Mm. that you have to do um, we've talked about, you know, different ways people teach mindfulness. Uh, but but I like this idea of effortless mindfulness because actually what we're doing, we, we don't have to do anything except return to this place of awareness. And it seems like an effort, but if, if you look at it as effortless and just as your natural state... You know, sometimes it makes it a little bit easier to access. And I just want to read a couple of quotes. It says, when we shift into effortless mindfulness, rather than trying to create a non-judgmental attitude, we discover that awake awareness is not just neutrally non-judgmental, but it is a naturally compassionate dimension of who we are. Should I read that again? No, I, I'm just soaking it all up. I love that. Awake awareness. Why does that move me so much? So see, it's not just a, this is awake awareness is not just neutrally non-judgmental. So like, like, and, and we've talked about that before, like just being aware of it is like, oh, um, you're kind of dead. You're just kind of dull. It's not it's just mm-hmm. like, well, I'm aware and that feels empty. You've mentioned that before, but no. It's a naturally compassionate dimension of who we are. Mm. And you see, if you can you know, move into that awareness space, it's it, it is. It's like it's such a compassionate act to do because you're no longer bound up. By all these thoughts, some Buddhists call it delusions. You know, to, to be free from your delusion, to be free of your thoughts, because you're, you're this this natural awareness that's already there. It is already free of those things, right? And so, it actually doesn't take an effort Mm -hmm. to just relax in that place. I love that. It doesn't take any effort to just relax in that place. And I hear that and I cherish that and I love that. But I'm just trying to think when you get up in the morning and you got your kids and spouses and work and driving, can you maintain that in the reality of life? Well, it is not instant, right? Mm. And it does take 
that practice of meditation and if you do ah there you go there's the see because i was going to say you you do pretty much maintain being living in awareness wouldn't you say well well you know i don't want to give a at one point i gave a percentage of time right i'm in and out and the more i practice the more um in it i am in right Right. so let's just say that okay and but you again at a goal meditation right that's what definitely and most definitely there there's the formal meditation practice and uh, and then the informal practice of of maintaining that awareness and you know we went over the last episode or a couple episodes ago the rain tool you know so you can use that during the day or use some of those four agreements to kind of keep you kind of in that mode as you go through the day. But it does take some time and practice and compassion and patience. And, you know, we're, we're quite used to instant gratification. And that's also an expectation that we've learned and we get impatient and we drop it. I would say that's not how this works. Can I make a confession? <laughs> this is... I, this is how I want to live my life. This is how I try to live my life. This is the place that I, I connect to the joy and the equanimity and I, and now the kindness and that's, but I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm alone in that. Where are my people? You know, where are the people who hear this and, and want to live this way as well? That is my biggest obstacle in life right now. Well, we are in a pandemic, Lisa. And yeah, well, it was before the pandemic. <laughs> so right the- now, this is our chance to cultivate it. And yes, we're going to yes. get out of the world. Now, I want to bring up another point. I mentioned it before. Mindfulness as a, as a task. And um, Locke Kelly addresses that in, in this next quote that I think really is helpful to me. It says, deliberate... Deliberate mindfulness practice actively cultivates the attitude of loving kindness. So we've heard, you know, loving kindness meditations and you say, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to be loving kind of a deliberate kind of intention that you're going to move through your day with loving kindness. You're going to just make sure you do that. But she says, where is an effortless mindfulness? We discover a natural loving kindness that is already here. This discovery of natural loving kindness is the foundation of a new motivation for compassionate activity that is not based on external rules, but comes from the direct experience of interconnection with all of life that seems pretty complex yes and so this idea of the interconnection of all of life now you know your brain can easily tell you that's not the case but within, you know, the awareness and as we practice that and experience that, there, there also comes a realization that we're all interconnected through that, 
place. And so then it's like what I say, how I treat you, and how I treat myself are the same. Hmm. Now, it does, it does mean we need to start with ourselves. Can we be loving and compassionate to ourselves? But sometimes we're more compassionate to other people than we are to ourselves. But I think the key here is that that the natural loving kindness is already here. And then that's the foundation for a new motivation for compassionate activity. So it's kind of like the bottom up versus the top down. So what is your motivation for compassionate activity? So as we explore awareness, as we practice, as we use these mindfulness techniques, we connect to that within ourselves. We realize we're interconnected and that becomes the motivation for loving kindness. And you walk up to someone and at some point, there's no difference between the two, you know? And so the motivation for loving kindness comes from that place as opposed to a set of rules or expectations. I'm just going to let that linger for, for a minute because that is an amazingly beautiful, powerful thought. I'm seeing myself walk up to someone who, like you just said, and where I just kind of disappear into them and they disappear into me. And if we're aware of that, there's your natural loving kindness, right? Right, right. And so let's say you walk up to someone hmm. and uh, you give them a hug, like a, you know, a, a brief hug, you know just a hello hug or you like hug them and you mm -hmm. just share that moment of connection. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's a, there's different ways to give hugs and I'll tell you, Bernie man, the hugs are great because like I've said before, and, and I don't want to belabor this, but you know, out there there's that already baked in the sense of, you know, kind of generosity and being yourself. And there's just that sense of, of loving kindness and you can get that in your church churches as well you know people have that mm -hmm. sense of of loving kindness that's coming from within it's activated by their church services or whatever so there's lots of different ways to do that we're talking in this podcast about meditation and it's not any one of any religion can do it but it's like connecting to that place that's there Already you know, Yeah, you mentioned, <laughs> I have a side note story that you know, we're in a pandemic and literally every move we make is a risk right now. Yeah. And yes. I went to Costco and there was someone I know there and I lost my head and I hugged her. <laughs> it was like, it was the hug of interconnectedness uh -oh. though. And that I worried about it for two weeks, but it's been two weeks. And I'm, I'm I mean, and, and then I, 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 I'm a member of a church and I have another huggy friend and we were outside, we had an outside service and she's like, we can do this. We have masks on. We won't, you know, and we just hugged and it was like, sometimes you just have to do it, you know, even in a pandemic. 
and so I hear what you're saying about those hugs of interconnect. I can't say it interconnectedness and how important they are. And like you said, there's different kinds of hugs and to, to be able to share that is, is life affirming, enriching and just helps build you up. I think. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and it, and it is important to share that with other people. But right now we're in a pandemic and, and, you know, you can also look at a squirrel and feel loving kindness and, and, you know, you can look at, 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 at politicians on the television and you can hear people saying things you may not agree with, you know, but you can also connect to a loving sense of loving kindness for them and a sense of compassion for them. So some people listening right now will go, well, why would I do that? Right. And, and that would be because you're trying to make it deliberate. <laughs> what do you mean? You can't do it. Hmm. You have to connect to something that's already within. So, ah. so you, you, so if you connect to something that within and you see someone on television who is it just so caught up in in a delusion, you know, in the mm. beliefs that then a sense of compassion comes for them mm. because of that situation that they're in. Because no matter what's coming out of their mouth, we're all still interconnected. You know, a prisoner, a politician, um, you know, a person you've had a bad breakup with. I mean, all of those different conditions doesn't change the fact that we're all interconnected. And so as much as it seems like it's impossible, and it is if you're trying to make yourself do it, but if you connect to that ultimate truth of interconnectedness. Now, again, you don't have to believe this. I'm not, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just expressing what I have experienced and many, many, many other people have experienced when they let go or practice and let these things drop off and wake up to the truth of your being. People can balk at it and say it's hard but ultimately, that's the truth, and we're all interconnected. And in that interconnection is, you know, how how joyful would that be if we all believe, mm. realize that? How peaceful it would be? How much loving kindness it would be? How much generosity it would be? So your 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 mind and your thoughts and your ego is going to fight it. That's what we practice. We become aware of all those things happening. Connect to that. We become aware of it. We see what's happening. Well, there's my next needlepoint pillow project. <laughs> we, 
wake up to the truth of your being. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Now I just have to learn needlepoint, but you know, I we, you say these <laughs> you say these things, and I think, oh, I love that. That should be on a pillow or a poster or a t-shirt or something. Wake up to the truth of your being. And I wish that for everybody. And it's it seems hard and it seems impossible. And mm. And I just want to encourage everyone to at least have a glimpse mm. that that could be possible. And then how? Well, how is you start <laughs> becoming aware that you're breathing mm -hmm. and go from there and start back at episode one and, and you get back to whatever this is, 34. <laughs> <laughs> and so we could do a guided meditation about that and um, help with some words, you know, that can guide people to that sense. Yeah, you're ready to do that now? I am ready. Yeah, me too. So we shift now from the words and thoughts to now an intention of waking up from, from thoughts, uh, which seems scary, seems paradoxical, but perhaps there can be a sliver of faith, or perhaps you've glimpsed it before you know, you know there's something more than just these thoughts in your head. And so if you've experienced that before, you know, let's move in that direction. You know, you can settle into your chair or lay down or whatever. Okay, and let's calm our bodies down, calm our thoughts. And just check in with what's happening in the present moment. Which means Whatever happened in the past, whatever you think is going to happen in the future, we're just going to put all that on hold. And if you'd like to pick it back up when we're done, feel free. And if you don't want to, you can leave it at the door. Go out the other door. So here we're now using this mindfulness of the present moment. And so what is happening in your body in the present moment?
And one answer to that question is, you are breathing. And I know you're breathing because you're alive and listening. And every one of the millions of people listening to this podcast right now is breathing. And everyone else who's not listening is breathing. And, and now you're watching your breath mindful of your breath you're aware of the breath And I'd like you to try to see if you are aware that you are aware of your breath. And where does that, where do you land with that? Do you land in your thoughts or do you land someplace, another layer of awareness? If that doesn't, if it's not resonating, that's okay. Just be aware of the breath. And then do a quick body scan, starting at your feet. And moving up your ankles and your lower leg and upper leg and pelvis and abdomen and chest and your back and your hands and your arms and your shoulders being aware of your body 
and moving awareness around your head. And awareness, a mindful awareness of your brain. And watch your brain working. And it's sometimes helpful to think of an aspect of yourself that's watch a watcher. Well, not not separate, but sometimes it helps to think of the watcher or the witness of these things going on in your brain. You know, look down at your brain like a pot of stew and all the stuff there boiling and bubbling and here you are watching from this place of stillness and quiet and all that's happening and the bubbles come and go and just like thoughts come and go, emotions come and go. And this story is the story today and tomorrow the story is going to change. Today you're told this, tomorrow you're told that. Now, from the place of awareness, it just can come and go. And awareness stays the same. And so that awareness isn't affected by anything. It's just neutral. But then what happens with that? What you've just done for yourself very loving and compassionate waking up from from all of that and so now perhaps there's a feeling of like relief and of joy and of love and peace doesn't matter what the situation is. If you're doing that and I'm doing that, Lisa's doing that, and the other listeners are doing that, you know, there's a connection there to something larger. 
if you can feel like there's there's also an awareness of that awareness then there's even a broader connection to the whole universe of just pure awareness and that each of us then becomes a little a being expressing that awareness with our own individual histories and our own individual experiences our own individual expressions in this field of of energy in the field of awareness we're connected to something much bigger and so in the waking up from this smallness you know, we have the opportunity to participate in the in vastness and then we can use words like kindness and peace and joy and loving kindness to describe that experience and joy and relief that then informs our interactions with each other instead of being dictated it just comes naturally and so if it's really your authenticity your authentic self then the joy and the love just comes from you it connects to someone else's it actually could evoke that from them. Help them wake up. They'll feel it. it causes a resonance in them. You know, that fighting and arguing is not going to do it. In this world, hate has yet to dispel hate. Only love dispels hate. And so, this loving feeling, loving kindness, This interconnectedness 
is an opportunity for all of us. And it takes practice, intention, and faith. It takes compassion for yourself when you slip up. But only you slept up in your mind, it's still there. You try again. Be on the path, not throwing stones at yourself or those that are. And so we'll end now with a couple of breaths. And then open your eyes. And we'll wrap up. I never want to speak after your your meditations because it's, I don't want to break the mood and the calm we do have to end the episode so people can get on with their lives i liked when you said practice intention and faith another pillow in the making (laughs) that's great practice intention and faith yes yes right and why not you know right because Otherwise, there's not much much to do except be miserable right. or, or, or unconscious. And, you know, this is all an opportunity for us. And, uh, you know, we've come, we've got this podcast going and we put it together and uh, um, right during the pandemic. And, you know, it's a great opportunity for us to try something different as long as it makes sense and test it out and see if it makes sense, if it feels right. If it feels right, then keep practicing. It reminds me of one of my new favorite Alan Watts quotes. Life is a miracle, don't waste it. Alan Watts said that. I mean, he usually says a lot of pretty deep thoughts, but to me, that's it. I could scream that from the the rooftop. Life is a miracle, don't waste it. So why not practice and have intention and faith and live your life with infinite possibilities? Right, right. And so there's the opportunity there. Yeah. And, uh, and we really want to share the how to do that. And the how to do that, because it's easy to say, hard to right. do. And the how is by continuing to to return to your 
your core. And, um, you know, one day, Lisa, we can talk about the brain and the mind. Yeah, uh, that's my new quest, trying to figure that out right now. The mind is, will blow your mind when you start exploring your mind. But these practices also help your brain actually change to yeah. be compassionate and empathetic. Yeah. And so, you know, there's there's that that whatever is connecting us all really wants our brains to actually do these things as well. So we'll save that for another episode. But I I just wish everyone of the best. And I will encourage you to continue to practice and continue to explore the opportunities that we have for kind of a richer and fuller life, no matter what the situation and because we are connected, you can reach out anytime at our email address, which is exploringawareness at gmail.com. We've heard from some of you always love getting your messages, your questions, your suggestions. We're connected. So reach out and send an old fashioned email at exploringawareness at gmail.com. Yeah, and please join us on, a, on a, the second Thursday of each month. It's when I'll be leading the uh, open mindfulness meditation. But um, if you join the email list and there's other meditations during the week and, and movement practices as well, and uh, and you would be welcome in that space. And uh, maybe you'll see me in uh, Altspace as well. Altspace <laughs> VR, Evolve VR, and uh, we can meditate there as well. And we're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. So, Frank, thank you so much for everything you bring to this conversation. I learn a lot, and I'm, I'm honored to be a part of it. Well, thank you, Lisa. And, uh, and your expertise and questions really make this accessible more to me and to everyone else as well. So I think it's just a great thing. And thank you for listening. And remember, everybody, practice, intention, and faith. And I will connect with you. Bye, everybody. This podcast is not an attempt to practice medicine or provide specific medical advice, nor does use of this information establish a physician-patient relationship. Listening to this podcast does not replace medical consultation with a qualified health or medical professional to meet the health and medical needs of you or others. If you are having problems, please see your primary care provider or your local mental health professional.